0: this episode of the podcast is brought to you by from within records bringing it back one last time one Teen unity three out this summer and i'm so excited that the announcement was made for everyone who has shared the post and spread the word thank you for anyone who's not familiar the third installation of this comp is going to be featuring bands Not One Truth, Hellbound, Never Again, uh, one of my personal favorite bands, shout out New Jersey, C4, Chemical Fix, Search for Purpose, Stiff Meds, Fool's, Fool's Game, Buried Alive, Live It Down, Gridiron, Adrian, Broken Vow, Nothing But Enemies, Submit, Killing Me, and there's two bands that were left off the flyer by mistake, It Will Be Updated, Contention, and Wreckage, shout out Wreckage. An amazing band from connecticut but it should be available late summer 2022 and i'm looking forward to this the comp has been an awesome thing for me to look forward to i love the first and second one so many amazing bands so many amazing tracks i'm so happy that from within's bringing it back and i hope all of you are excited just like me for anyone who's not following from within records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support from within records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, for your podcast, for whatever, hit up my friends over at good fortune printing out of wilkes Pennsylvania. They do awesome stuff. They have printed All my collab shirts, the ones from FYA, the one from the showcase and everything I do going forward will be done by Good Fortune Printing because I love working with them and I love the quality that they produce. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing or you can email them at contact at com and support them because they're doing awesome stuff. On today's episode, we had a track down Alfredo sings for a band called Adrian, and I've been following that band, uh, just seeing people posting their live sets on YouTube and just uh, people talking about them on social media in general, and I was always curious, so I paid attention, been listening to the music, and I've been wanting to have somebody from the band on, so I was happy that Alfredo was down to come on the podcast to speak about Uh, The band and I I was very pleased. I'm a bigger fan of the band now after speaking to Alfredo. And for anyone who's not familiar, please click pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music title, Bandcamp and search up Adrian. Go listen to their EP, which is self-titled. It's fucking awesome for people who love that metalcore style. They do it right. And it was super awesome. And I hope more people get into them after listening to this if they're not already paying attention. But I think that band is doing awesome stuff and they have a lot of potential. So please strap in. Enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Alfredo to the show. Podcast, Alfredo. How's it going?
1: It's going good, man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. This is uh, awesome. I'm stoked to have you here. I'm a huge fan of your band, and I'm just really stoked to finally be able to sit down and talk to you and have you on the podcast.
1: Oh yeah, thank you for having me, dude. This is sick.
0: So for for people who may not be familiar with who you are, can you just give a a quick breakdown of um, who you are and what you do?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm Alfredo from Massachusetts. I sing in the band Adrian uh metalcore ma- uh hardcore whatever you really want to call it band from out here and yeah just scene goer mosher band enjoyer pretty much it
0: yeah I feel like those are all the the proper elements to you know to, <laughs> to support the scene the, 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 the correct way um and uh, I'm I'm just curious uh did you grow up out in that area?
1: Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Mass. I grew up in fucking Brockton, born and raised lived
0: here my whole life I've uh, never been
1: anywhere else it's just been here
0: shout out death before dishonor
1: shout out DVD
0: <laughs> awesome band okay um so for, for you being out there and uh you know the, I I feel like the, the scene out there is legendary I've been um you know in, in my early days I, I was like super fascinated by what was going on and uh, to this day still so many awesome bands Especially like the one of the, uh, you know, like the band that you're playing in. But for you growing up over there, how did you discover hardcore? So
1: I started going to shows around 2017. Okay. I was like kind of like late getting into shows. I've always like been in a hardcore because like, you know, found out a band about like Madball and like a lot of like the New York bands, like Madball, Life of Agony, like all that shit. I've known about bands like that for like years and I've known about local shows going on here for years. I just never really went out to any until like 2017 and I think one of the earlier shows I went to around here was a lot of like the local like down tempo kind of bands. It was like Regime and like The Graying which is a really cool band from here and I just started going to shows then and I didn't know anybody and It just grew from there. I just kept going. I stuck around as much as I could.
0: And why did it take you so long to get out to shows even though you knew about the music?
1: I don't know. I just didn't go to shows like at all. Like I was like just in high school and I just didn't go to shows. Like I always got offered to my friends. would be Like, yo, you should come out to the show. And I'm like, yeah, man, maybe. And then I just never did. And then I went for the first time and it was raps.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's like, like a really important aspect of everything. And like, obviously, listening to music is awesome, but getting to experience it live just takes it to like a whole nother level.
1: Yeah, most definitely.
0: And when you went to that first show, did you feel like you'd been missing out? And was it like all right, full throttle? We we got to you know keep coming back.
1: Dude, it was so sick. It was so absolutely sick. The first show I went to, I was like, yeah, this is dope. I was like, I really have been missing out. And it was like, it was just dope to see, you know, music like that, and to see people caring about the music they make and like all of it, it was just saying like that from that on, it just cemented that like, this is it. Like, this is what I'm going to be fucking doing all the time.
0: And for me growing up, it wasn't common to see anybody in the local area that knew about hardcore. It was like uh, still underground at that point um, for you being in high school uh, did you have like a solid group of friends or a solid group of um, people that went your high school that knew about that type of music, or was it like pretty underground for you as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the friends I had knew about hardcore, and a lot of them were either friends with people and bands or just like knew about it. And I was lucky to go to a really diverse high school, so discovering all those bands was like not like the hardest thing in the world, and getting recommended shows wasn't mm. difficult or anything, which was pretty dope
0: and did you uh growing up here did you know that it was like a legendary scene like you know it was like you know rich with uh you know awesome history
1: yeah i mean like one of the first bands i ever heard was converge and they' are still one of my favorite bands mm-hmm. and i was like damn this band's like insane and that made me dive deeper into boston hardcore and massachusetts as a whole and it's just like I, I knew about it. I definitely knew about the history behind it. And that's why I was like, I need to go to Boston shows immediately.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's super sick. I'm, uh, I'm always curious. I, I live out here in California. So this is like, all I know, right? the 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 scene out here going to shows in LA, Orange County. Inland Empire, San Diego. That's like normal for me. But I'm just always curious like what it's like, uh, you know, being in like another legendary scene like Boston or even thinking about what it would be like in like New York back in the day. So I, I think it's cool that you're, you know, growing up in that you know legendary scene and being able to experience those types of bands and even being able to contribute uh, to that history with your band Adrian.
1: That's so sick. That's so sick. <laughs>
0: And for for you and Adrian, how did the uh, the idea to start the band come about?
1: So everyone in the band was in a band before this one called Divided Life from here, mm-hmm. and Divided Life's not a band anymore. And their guitar player Pat, we've like talked a little bit, like a little bit at shows, like we've talked about like eight thousand bands and like Elegy from Florida and like a bunch of like you know just cool bands that we liked. But we never really talked like a lot. And then one day he sent me a DM on Instagram and he was like, hey, do you want to be in a band with me and the Divided Life guys? And I was like, yeah, why not? And then that's literally just how the band started, which is one Instagram DM from him.
0: And did you ever even want to do bands? I feel like for people who get into hardcore, um, there's like different paths that they can take, right? Become a show promoter, uh, you know, create a zine. Or just uh, you know listen to music, participate, show up to shows. But for you, was that something you aspired to do, or did it just you know happen to you know be in this lucky situation and get that DM?
1: Uh, I definitely wanted to do a band. I just didn't know like the resources and knew how to really even get started with all of that. So it was pretty dope that he reached out because that just like jump started everything. Like I've been, I wanted to do a band for years. So it was cool that I got the opportunity to do that.
0: Okay so can you break it down you get that dm and then when's the the next uh, you know milestone for starting this band did you guys you know link up for band practice or did you just start writing lyrics right away
1: Yeah he we started having practice uh I think he dm'd me in like the middle of the week and then that next monday we had practice and we just had practice every monday since that um it was pretty much just like I think like the first stuff was literally just like gibberish because they would just give me a mic to use and I would just do gibberish just to figure out vocal patterns and then like figure out what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Like we just went right into practice. No, anything just straight in.
0: And had you had done anything like this before? Have you had any experience being in front of people or, you know, writing songs?
1: Uh, I've never really like written songs, but I was in choir for eight years four years of high school, four years in like middle school. Mm-hmm. So I had like a choir background, so I was pretty used to like, just like, you know, kind of learning it as it goes and learning how stuff fits in the music and stuff like that.
0: Okay. And so you're off to the races with these band practice. Uh, how long did it take until you guys actually recorded the the demo or the EP? What do you guys call it?
1: Uh, we just called an EP. Mm-hmm. Just called an EP. Uh, it took us. It took us a year. To write it, if I remember right. Because we recorded it in July of last year. We recorded it in July of last year. We became a band the year before that. So, like, roughly a year it took to write it
0: okay and obviously when you guys became a band uh you know strange times in the world the whole scenes up in the air not sure um you know what's going to happen and if anything is ever going to happen did you even uh, care about that or were you guys just so focused on getting this project off the ground
1: uh, we were most so focused about getting the project off the ground because they really were dedicated to getting new stuff out and they really wanted to have a project that was just like you know fully immersed and fully like Everyone's a hundred percent into it. So we were just tunnel vision into it.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, no, I, I think that, that that's a smart move because obviously, uh, different bands took different approaches to how they went about that whole situation. But for you guys to stay focused and just be ready, uh, to, to come out, you know, full force I see the, the, the videos and I hear people, you know, the, the way they, they speak about Adrian. And to me, it, it's, it's awesome to, to see, such a, a, like a new band get such like amazing support. And I think that goes a long way, right? Because sometimes uh, a new band will pop up. People think they're too cool to, to support them or um, kind of look at them as like, oh, they haven't really earned their keep yet. Like, we'll just kind of wait till it's cool to like them to you know publicly show support. But when I look at uh, your band and uh, watch these live sets of, of you guys and just like I said, hear the, the way that people talk about you. I, I think it's awesome that like it seems like your uh, fan base and the people that actually like your band, they're not afraid to, to show it and to, to put it out there.
1: Yeah, it's the dopest thing. People have been, like, supporting us full-heartedly and full-completely. And it's it's so dope to see, like, because you don't see that a lot of times with bands just off-rip, like, first thing. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, craziness. It's, like, having everyone really support us full-heartedly, just, it feels great, especially with a scene that I've just been, like, putting myself into wholeheartedly. It's, like, you give what you get back.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I, I think it's awesome too because sometimes uh, you'll run into a situation where people will uh look at uh, like your success and kind of uh you know get like jaded or be like you know like why why didn't I get that or why can't that be me and not want to you know, give you that support because you know they're, they're low-key haters or um they want to see you fail but when like I said but when I see the support for for a, a newer band that hasn't been around that long right the, the record came out October 2021 here we are still you know pretty you know early into 2022 so i i think it's it's just awesome to to see that you guys get that su- kind of support and in my opinion i think you you guys deserve it because from the music that you've put out i i really enjoy it and I, I try to tell people um about your band and you know check people's temperature to see if they're i'm you know, even aware
1: hell yeah thank you i'm fucking i'm stoked people like it a lot we were like really shocked that the ep did so well like. The first show was like that much of a reaction, so I really appreciate like everybody supporting us and everybody sharing it and everybody just showing love to us. It's it's really dope to see.
0: Yeah, and it's you know I don't think you can really gauge uh, you know people's like reactions until you really get out there and play those shows. So for it to pop off at the first show like that, I was like, okay, this is something special. And for anybody who's listening who hasn't seen that video on, on YouTube, you can go. I uh, watch, you know, your guys first set uh, and it's super awesome. But uh, the, the YouTube channels, what, Montana media,
1: Montana media. Shout okay. out Matt.
0: And um, who is that? Can you, can you speak about who, who Matt is? Cause, uh, and that
1: is uh, Matt LaRoche. He okay. was the vocalist for this band Barbel Mouth, who I used to see back in like 2017, 2018. And Matt's one of my close friends, and he's recorded us every time he's seen us, which is really dope. But that's the shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's really important to document stuff like that. Cause like, you know, obviously shout out to, you know, Hey56, uh, 197, um, you know, people like, uh, you know, Todd Pollock, you know, you know I-, I have the storm, Carl Gunhouse, like, it's really important to document that kind of stuff so for um matt to have been there at the first show and just capture that moment because you, you you can't recreate that you, you can't play your first show again right so for, for him to have been there and to be able to um you know uh, save that moment in time i i think it's awesome because especially for someone like me who is um you know, kind of late to the boat right uh, just based off the, the the music had been out and my friends are telling me about your band so i i it's, it's fun for me to be able to just kind of go back and watch that like moment in time Oh yeah. And when the record came out, um how did you feel? Cuz obviously this is something you guys have been working really hard at. Uh, were there any uh, moments that like surprised you like with the record?
1: It was just like it was just kind of unreal. It was like kind of unbelievable in a sense just cuz like I think that day me, Pat and our drummer went to go see portrayal of guilt like the day before it was supposed to come out. And we're just sitting in the parking lot near the Middle East. And like 12 comes around, EP's out on everything. It's out on Spotify. It's out on Bandcamp. And it was just like it's kind of surreal to see that your EP that you've worked so hard towards is like finally on everything. And you're just staring at it like the track list, the cover art and everything. It was just it's really surreal. It's really like. It was like kind of a weird feeling but it was like the dopest feeling in the world to see that all the work that we put into it became something that we like put out into the world
0: Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah i'm trying to imagine like what it'd be like right because like yeah like i do a podcast you know people just know that's cool but for you to um you know i i do this weekly but for you to have been working so hard uh, you know, for that whole year, especially in, in those dark times, to, to finally see it come out, I'm, you know, like really happy for you guys. Just not every band, you know, survived the, the pandemic uh, and, you know, it, it just made things, like, really weird for, for the whole world.
1: Yeah, the pandemic definitely made a lot of shit just definitely weird. It was definitely a weird point in period because it was just like there was no shows happening, there was no, like, Like the scene was around, but the scene wasn't around. You know what I mean? Like it was just like in person. It just wasn't there anymore because of COVID and that kind of fucked everything up. But everything coming back now is really sick, though, which I'm really stoked about, because like the first show back from COVID and like when that happened, it was just like it's like the same scene that's always been there came back again, even though it was like gone for like a year.
0: Yeah, I I, I feel like um (laughs) I'm out here, like that, that high hasn't gone away. It still seems like kids are really excited to come out to shows. And they're not like kind of using it as like a plan B for something to do that night. It seems like there's like a a real, uh, you know, want to actually go out and show up early and support these bands, you know, local and from out of town.
1: Yeah, it's dope. A lot of a lot of new kids have been popping up. And it's really dope to see them come out too. which it's pretty dope it's like it reminds me of the scene starting like a couple years ago and like smaller venues just having like local kids come out and seeing kids now coming out to like bigger shows it's dope it's really dope
0: 100 i i always preach on here how those those new and younger kids are really important to the scene like as as whack as people may think that they are just because they haven't been around as long it's like yeah you got to kind of change your your view on that because i always say that they're they're the future they're going to be the people that keep the shit alive because uh you know so many bands come and go we uh like the need for new and young kids to come around is really important
1: yeah I agree people try to be too cool for new kids which I try not to do I try to make sure kids can come to shows and feel like they belong at shows 100%. That's,
0: like, that's the whole point yeah and I, I always tell people too like you know I, I've been around for for a minute but if it weren't for the people before me to kind of guide me and show me cool shit like who knows where I would be It'd probably be you know we got jaded like and left by now but the fact that they showed me that like they looked at me as their equal just you know someone who loved the the type of music the subculture just as much as them they wanted me to be a part of it so like, I I I always try my best to never be like that never try to uh, you know make anybody feel like They don't belong if they're new. Agreed. So can you speak about uh, your uh, inspiration for lyrics for the band?
1: So a lot of the inspo from the band for lyrics, which is mainly written by me, some of it's written by my bass player. Mm -hmm. But it's mainly coming from bands like a lot of like the scrams bands, like the old like 90s bands. Orchid is like one of my favorite bands of all time. And they're from around, they're from Amherst here. And I wanted to write in a way where it wasn't like, trying to like, not like intentionally confusing, but not like clear. It's like where I wanted to write in this specific style where it's like not completely clear. It's like more of like a deeper kind of like lyric way where it's like, you kind of have to dive deep and kind of have to read into the lines a bit. Mm-hmm. And like I just got inspo from Orchid with that because that's every single Orchid song. Like they just write really weird, really in depth, really like kind of confusing lyrics, which I think is a really dope way to write because I do not want to be too straightforward with with um, what I was writing for the band.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely dig that because when. Uh, you know, and I hope that people are paying attention and seeking out those lyrics because if it, if you're writing in a different way than what people are used to and not really touching on the same topics in the typical way, I'm um, I feel like it, it's a, you know, nice, uh, an interesting thing for people to, to want to pay more attention to, to the music and want to read and try to understand the music better.
1: Yeah, it's, uh. It's an interesting way to go about lyrics because a lot of bands not saying that bands are like bad at lyrics or anything. It's just mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of bands kind of do the same formula with lyrics and we wanted to just completely switch it up.
0: Yeah, it's, sometimes it blows my mind when I'll, I'll uh, talk to people about their lyrics and they're just like, oh, like w- we wrote that whole thing in like a short amount of time and I just had to come up with something really fast and i'm just like are you serious like i'm over here like <laughs> listening to this song on repeat trying to find like the deeper meaning and how it can relate to my life and coming to find out that it's really not that serious i'm like oh damn okay <laughs> that it's kind of it's kind of a bummer but uh, you know that shit is
1: a bummer because it's like damn this song that i have this connection with they just wrote it in like five minutes in the back of the van or something it's like all right sick
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it, but, but it's funny, but I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm happy to at least uncover that kind of information. So, yeah. True. Yeah. So then I could just kind of um, let go and move on and try to find something that's actually deep and has, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, more meaning to me. Um, but, but that's the fun thing about music, right? Is uh, people listen to it and consume it in their own way and uh, sometimes can interpret things, uh, you know, different than what it actually is, but it's still, you know, really fun.
1: That's very true. That's a dope thing about music. So I can't complain too much.
0: Okay, and uh, lyrically um, off the EP, which song um, would you say is your favorite when it comes to the lyrics?
1: Ooh, that's a good-ass question. Probably, probably the last one. Probably one day, mainly just because it was like me and my bass player writing that one, mm-hmm. and it's just like such a it was probably the hardest song to write on the EP, which also like, I just have like that connection to, and it was just, it it was the hardest song to write and it's just, it's a song that I love performing too. It's like the, one of my favorite songs to play. So probably one day, probably.
0: Okay. And as far as the band and social media, uh, I'm I'm assuming that there's this uh, Instagram out there that's tied to the band, but there's like no pictures, no profile picture. There's like some followers.
1: Yeah, the love by Adrian one. Yeah, we just have that just in case we wanted to do social media if we changed our minds about it. Mm-hmm. So we like saved the act for it. But all of us were like, yeah, we don't really want to do social media for the band.
0: Mm-hmm. So we
1: just kind of left it up and just left it blank.
0: But it's um, interesting that there's you know, f- like a solid amount of followers. I-, I see a bunch of my friends following the account. I'm like, oh, like I'm pretty sure this is for the band.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how people even found it because we just made it one day and then left it. We didn't even promote it anything, and people just ended up finding it.
0: Okay. So, I don't know. And can you explain the uh, loved by Adrian? Because obviously that's the URL for the band camp. If you look at Spotify, that's like the record label that you know. I'm sure is just like a, a filler, and then mm-hmm. the Instagram. Uh, It's
1: an under oath lyric specifically, which is on the song, a message for Adrian on the changing of times. And that song is just, it's just an incredible track. And everyone in the band absolutely loves that band. Mm -hmm. And that's a song that like struck a chord with a lot of us. So we just when we got the name from the title of the song and then the lyric also said love by Adrian, we were just like, this is like really cool and this song is like incredible. So we were like, we're just going to make that the thing for everything. We were just gonna make it Adrian originally, but like that was taken, so like we had mm-hmm. to come up with something. To do so we were, like that's a cool idea to tie in, you know, the Under Oath influence on it.
0: Okay, and I'm I'm curious, uh, um, how did you discover Under Oath?
1: Oh, uh, I discovered Under Oath. Oh, that's a good question because I found out about them years ago. I don't even remember when, just years ago, and I heard their first two albums first because I was just like on like a black metal binge where I was just looking for newer bands to like check out or not even newer just black metal bands in general Mm -hmm. and someone recommended cries of the past by under and then I checked that out and I was like this is insane like I've never heard anything like this ever all the songs are like seven minutes long and I was like this is cool and then I found the album before that act of depression afterwards and I was like this is really cool and then I heard the changing at times where they completely changed sounds. And I was like, that's really insane that this band went from like a black metal band to like a post hardcore band and still sounded good.
0: And I'm, I'm curious, did you stick with them to the albums after?
1: Uh, they're only chasing safety was good, which I enjoyed a lot. I heard that one really early, too, because mm-hmm. that's like the scene record. Yeah, but everything after that one. Not a fan.
0: <laughs> it gets rough. It, it gets rough. I was just really confused. Uh, you know, to this day, I've never seen Underoath, and I, I I used to want to see them really bad. I I, I love um they're only chasing safety that uh I think it's track nine. I'm uh, content with losing. That's like one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. by them. Um, but that's funny. Yeah, interesting band. They they've been at it for a really long time. Like I don't think people realize like how long they've been a band.
1: Yeah, they've been around forever, and they've had so many lineup changes. And now that it's kind of like a completely different band now which is really interesting
0: yeah but maybe one day like i don't know if i'd go out of my way to see them but if i was like at something and they were there well let me go check them out see what yeah, the that's lives how like I
1: feel. like if they come through oh I'll, I'll probably see them if they come through
0: yeah but i'm not like uh, gonna get like to go out of my way because i got yeah. I'm, I'm busy enough and there's like you know i barely have enough time to see the bands that i want to see so yeah okay well that's uh you know an interesting thing but 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 that's cool though because uh i felt like they uh you know were very prominent in like are seeing because yeah like in high school like when i was younger i i knew a ton of people who like under oath but then i'm sure they're like way too cool these days to admit that they ever liked mm-hmm. that band which i'm not too cool like i said content with losing love that song great band uh, hopefully one day I, I can see it live even though like yeah the the uh, the lineup is like way different than what i would have liked to have seen and when you guys were creating the band that uh, is that the type of style you guys always wanted to play? And did you even care about like what else was going on in your current area? Because, it's you know, your type of music, um, when I think of Boston Hardcore, that's not like the first type that comes to mind.
1: Yeah. So when we started it, that was kind of like what everyone else wanted to do. Everyone was like, they want to be influenced by like sale under Oath, like all the spirit filled bands. Mm-hmm. I remember when I initially joined, I wanted to do like just rip off like Japanese beat down bands. Because that was like the stuff I was really into. So I was like, we should rip off like straight Savage style. We should rip off like Dying Race. But then I was like, and then like afterwards, I was like, but the Christian stuff is really cool and no one's really doing that, which is kind of how we like we saw it was that like we wanted to do something that wasn't really common around here and that people weren't really doing around here. Mm -hmm. But the one thing we also all agreed on was that we want to play with all these bands from around here still, even if we're like vastly different in sound. Cause it's like we still care about the scene, and we still care about all these bands that are coming out of the scene. Even though we sound like completely different, we still want to play these shows with them and still like be on that basis. You know what I mean?
0: I'm kind of surprised that like that even uh, like because it's pretty risky, right? Because like, what if you didn't have that option? Because y- you sound so different. What if people were like turned off or, um, or kind of afraid that you guys didn't really fit in with any of the bills going on? Because. Uh, out here. Um, I I know some bands that their sound is so different that they don't even play locally. They have to go play other places, which were, they're successful. Great band. But uh, they don't really fit in with like the local stuff out here.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a risky play. Um, I had a feeling that we would be all right on it just because we know so many people in the scene. Mm-hmm. Like Matt from Pummel is like dopest dude ever. Like he was really stoked about this stuff coming out. And like we sound completely different than Pummel. But like Mm -hmm. it was still like love there. You know, like the scene has love for bands, even though there's like different sounds and everything Because we have everything from like fuming mouth to pummel to C4 to like us to like everything. And like just because everyone knows each other, I feel like it didn't really like scare us or really we didn't really even think of the risk with it. We were just like all of our friends are in this scene all of our, everything we have is in this scene. So we were just like, yeah, we'll probably be fine. <laughs> like, even if we sound different, we'll probably be fine.
0: Yeah. Um, and then uh, awesome that you guys took that risk cause look at, you now the, the the kind of following that you have, um, you know, it's great. The, the reactions have been sick. And like I said, like a lot of people are, uh, you know, saying a lot of great things about your band. And is it hard to be self-aware like uh, about that kind of thing?
1: yeah a little bit because we like i never really expected like the reaction that we got especially at like the first show because like the first show we didn't even have music out oh really and yeah like the ep that was a week before the ep came out and i didn't think we were gonna get any reaction like that at all Mm -hmm. which was just kind of like it, it was just really dope to see and it's like I have to like be kind of self-aware about it now to be like, you know, people like your band. People think your band is dope. Like, it's kind of hard to like think that just because like, I didn't expect like the complete like blow up from it
0: mm-hmm. and uh, whose choice was it to play a show before the music was out? Because sometimes that, yeah, that's a really uh, you know rough move because I've seen, uh, you know, people who play in some of the biggest bands out here play a show with a new band, no music out. And yeah, it's just dead.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't remember. I think we all just agreed to it, really, because we got offered to play. That first show was with Drain and Regulate. Okay. And at that point, we've already practiced, like, for a year, like, every week straight. So we were just, you know, we were tight already, and Mm -hmm. we could play the songs live. And it was just, like, the opportunity got presented to us where it's like, hey, do you guys want to play with Drain and Regulate for, like, your first show, even if you don't have music out? It was just too good of an opportunity not to like play it because it's like drains a really cool band mm-hmm. sammy's the nicest dude around regulates the yeah. shit like it was just too cool of a lineup to be like no we're not gonna play it because we don't have music out we were just like fuck it we'll play it
0: yeah no that's a solid lineup and that, that, that's a great story to tell your first show was drain and regulate because if you look at uh drain they're on this crazy trajectory right they just uh, wrapped up their full us with ingrown and painted truth and that band i I feel like they can't be stopped like the pandemic thought they could stop drain but i knew it was just a matter of time before um you know once things opened up they're gonna hit the ground running they're uh yeah great people shout out sammy uh awesome band awesome music so i I, i'm happy to see the success that they've had and shout out regulate regulates an awesome band looking forward to new music from them
1: oh yeah trains to and so is Regulate. i remember when drain played here they played here in like 2018, I think, and they played to like five people. So seeing them play to all like of these like huge crowds here now, it's like, it's the shit. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. No, I know. I was, um, uh, watching drain before they uh, had the success that they have which is well deserved and to, to to be able to see them rise up and get that recognition i'm very happy for them it's it's like i said it's, it's well deserved and uh i'm, I'm very happy to, to to see them shout out to um, everyone up up in the bay uh, i feel like they're just on this crazy wave right now so many awesome bands from up there but as far as the the future for the band, I, I know there's uh, some shows lined up. There, there's a show just announced uh, today, uh, and I didn't know that you designed that flyer. The show with Broken Val. And yeah, the
1: Broken Val one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That one, that show's going to be a dope time. That one's going to be a really fun one. And I've just been doing flyers on and off just for fun. Mm-hmm. Broken I was like, hey, do you want to do a flyer for the show that we're doing? And With you guys on it, because like, we already agreed to play it. I was like, yeah, why not? And it's like a cool mix spell, like Ankle Biters on it. And that's a really cool band from uh, a bunch of like Connecticut and like Mass and all of that, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Space, Private Mind, Upmost, and Montclair. Really cool, like Connecticut bell, which is just, like really, really dope. Broken Vow is like really awesome. We played our fourth show with them, I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay. I've, I've been fortunate uh, enough to have seen Broken Vow twice at this point. Great band.
1: Yeah, really, really cool band.
0: Yeah, I've uh, you know uh, high expectations for them. Uh, you know, they just announced they're going to Canada. I know they got some other stuff in the works. So I'm just uh, really happy for them. Uh, just like Drain, great people, uh, you know, working hard and everything coming their way is all well deserved.
1: Yeah, they definitely do deserve it. They definitely work really, really hard, uh, really, really hard, and they're a really, really cool Connecticut band. And I think you know more people should check them out. They're the shit.
0: Yeah, and shout, shout out,
1: Tommy out Tommy and shout out Evan.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I just get about to say shout out Evan, my guy from Orange County. I was just hanging out with him before he went back because uh, he was out here for for a couple days visiting. I'm I'm assuming it's because he was on spring break, but i I was able to um hang out yeah. with him and it, it was it was funny because you know it's weird It's like that was my first time hanging out with Evan in California because I've seen him in other states just uh, traveling for shows and to finally um actually hang out with him back home it, it, was, it was a good time. I enjoy Evan, oh, yeah. great dude. But um, past that show, do you guys have uh, like, uh, like stuff planned for the summer or are you guys uh, going to take time to just let the EP live and, uh, you know, just kind of take things as they come?
1: Uh, we definitely do have stuff planned for the summer. We have something coming out pretty soon. I'm not going to completely say what it is yet. Oh, we have something, something coming out pretty soon. Like
0: merchandise uh, we or?
1: have. Uh, I'll just say music. Okay. But we definitely have like music coming out soon. Uh, we definitely have merch going online soon because people keep asking me about it. Yeah, I saw,
0: (laughs) I saw a Harrison rocking an Adrian shirt and I wanted to buy it off of his back, but I was like, I don't know if he'd want to sell it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to put merch online pretty soon and we're going to have tapes online soon. Uh, CDs, hopefully pretty soon and more
0: interesting. And,
1: uh, we're going to have, we're also planning a little, a little something for like for the summer a little some so people might see us in their city on the east coast at some point okay so we're planning a little something
0: and the, the the mention of cds is an interesting thing because obviously there's like the whole um uh, vinyl plant issues it's going to take forever to get your new record if you decide to try to press something new and i'm happy to hear that uh, there's going to be cds available because i feel like that's still a viable option i know um, some bands don't want to do it they would just prefer tapes and vinyl but I, I always appreciate the fact um, that uh, some bands still, uh, you know, go that route because, you know, it, it's not a completely lost format, even though like the only CD player that I have is in my car. Like, I don't have one for my laptop or my computer, uh, but still, I, I, if I have a CD, which I, there's a CD in my car right now, uh, this uh, K-pop star IU, um, I will put that CD to use.
1: Yeah. CDs are dope. CDs are like slept on now. Weirdly enough. Everyone's like, I want tapes. I want vinyl, but nobody wants like CDs anymore. Even though CDs like are dope. They're sick to have.
0: Yeah. You know, I, when growing up, I was like at the tail end of tapes. I think I owned like two tapes that I could remember distinctively. And that was um, my mom bought me like the Mortal Kombat soundtrack on tape. And then she got me the ace of bass tape uh, you know, a great band. But then after that, I don't remember having any, any other tapes. It wasn't until I was like in the eighth grade, almost going into ninth grade. I got, uh, um, like Limp Bizkit on CD. I got Eminem on CD and I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is actual music that I'm like going to be listening to. Cause I started with like mainstream stuff, but was, yeah, Eminem Limp Bizkit were those, those are the first CDs that I ever owned. So, uh, it, it, it's it's cool to see that format not completely die out. I understand it's not the most popular one, um, like in our genre, but it's cool to see. Like I said, like your band uh, still, um, you know, going that route.
1: Yeah, CDs. I, I will always love CDs. Like I grew up with CDs. I never really grew up with tapes, and it's funny that you say Eminem because I think one of my first CDs was that Eminem show on CD.
0: Okay. Hell yeah.
1: This is pretty dope.
0: Legendary. Uh, but you, Okay. But when it comes to CDs, like the jewel cases are, are okay, but I really like the the little, like the, the folding, like, and I, I don't know the, the proper term, but it's like, Oh,
1: like the, the like the digipaks. packs. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Those are dope. I just feel like people have to execute them. Right. Uh, oh, what band was it? Reversal man has one. That's like crazy that like guitar player has, and it's like, comes with like a booklet, comes with like art, comes with like printed out stuff, like flyers. Like catalogs, like really cool shit. That's,
0: that's really, the way to go. Really cool shit. Okay. man I, I always ignore the fact that I own a bunch of CDs because, um, like it, for people who's w- who are watching the video on YouTube and Spotify, but right here ab- above me, these are all like, you know, K pop albums and these are all CDs. And I feel like, it, and okay, I get it. It's like pricey, but if there was a band who could package in, album like a hardcore album like a k-pop album it would be insane like no, nobody's ever done it but for someone to to include like cool shit, like you're mentioning like um, the one that your guitar player has i, I feel like someone can make waves and uh, you know take over that market
1: that show would be dope i want to try it so bad and hopefully we can yeah. execute it well because
0: get be get some cool picture cards dude yeah that shit's sick dude Dude, okay, there's this group. Um people can't really see it, but this pink box right here is the debut album to this group called Light Sum. And they had the coolest accessory that I've ever gotten with an album. It's just a little rubber stamp with their logo on it. And I'm like, dude, that's so fucking awesome. Like, somebody be creative and just do something cool. Just chill out the extra money. Just take a break from vinyl, because it's gonna be a while, and do something like these K-pop groups.
1: Yeah, that shit is sick. A fucking stamp. Yeah. That's insane.
0: Yeah. Just think about that. Who, there's nobody in the scene making their own rubber stamps and yeah, hit, right? like, you know,
1: <laughs> like that shit's dope. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like kind of a lost art. It's like people in like hardcore just want to do like this simple case. It's like, I don't know, do some cool shit. Like st- stamps are crazy. Like that's insane. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> actually insane. That's sick.
0: Okay. We got to uh, who's on the Adrian marketing team. We got to get this put together.
1: We got to get this pitched. We got to get this. P- <laughs> We're going to make Adrian stamps. Uh, yeah. so we got to do the Adrian stamps.
0: And, uh, what kind of, because, uh, okay, I'm, I'm sure I'm, you guys haven't done like, uh, like a whole lot, but have you done anything interesting or has it just been the basic t-shirt, hoodie, beanie, or hat?
1: Uh, We've done like, yeah, pretty much just like the basic like merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, We want to do cooler merch. We want to do like really weird merch, and I'm going to make sure that we do really weird shit like that because it's dope. I think the only thing that we did that was like, Kinda out there was that when we originally, when we played the first show, we did like a promo image where we printed out like a flyer where it was a, a promo photo of us, EP name, um, when it was coming out, and everything like that. That's the only way we promote the EP. We didn't promote it on social media. Mm-hmm. We didn't promote anything else. We printed a physical flyer of the release date of it and just handed it out at the show. That's all we did for it.
0: And did you keep one for yourself?
1: I think I did. I don't know where the fuck it is. I most definitely did. I don't know where the fuck it is. Though. Everyone in the band kept one. So I'm sure fucking somebody has a copy, but that yeah. shit's dope.
0: Yeah, I definitely would like to see what it looks like because that's that is cool. Just kind of keeping me local and then just letting it kind of be word of mouth from there. Mm hmm which is a good strategy because i you know i booked a show which i haven't talked about in a couple weeks but i booked a show uh april 25th uh last straw connecticut straight edge take it to heart Firestarter, major pain and program and and i haven't done any promo besides posting it on my instagram and uh, luckily like my friends have like reposted it but other than that, yeah, I, I haven't really handed anything out. I'm just hoping that just uh, the strength of me talking about it on this podcast and, uh, you know, people seeing it on my grid on Instagram will come out. And, and I, I'm going to repost it again. I'm going to like as it gets closer. We're, we're a couple of weeks away. I'll start talking about it more and be a little more annoying about it just because I want my friends to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so, yeah, so if you're free. Anybody's free Monday night, April 25th. I know you'll be fresh off seeing anxious and boston manor higher power trash boat at chain just make sure the next day come check out last raw take it to heart fire starter major pain it program it's, it's gonna be a good night go, it's see, be fun. go
1: see that fucking gig last straw is the shit, and take it to heart cool too go see that gig if you're listening to this
0: yeah i you know i'm i've seen last raw i was at their second show and i had so much fun i i, I love that band so i'm happy that they were down to to, to do this and i always had the stress that they're doing this on their off day because they're on a full us horse anxious and they were willing to stay in southern california to do this show for uh everyone out here so don't take that for granted because who knows last row might yeah. not ever come back this is their first west coast show in history their third show ever so this is a pretty big deal for us out here oh yeah okay well i'm i've been wanting to ask you for you know me peeling back the curtain where Currently on Discord, and when I talk to people who have Discord, I just assume they're a gamer, and I, I can see some some RGB, uh, you know, um, <laughs> in the reflection of your case, and I, it just has me really curious. Um, are you a gamer, and what are you playing right now? If you are,
1: most definitely a gamer. I have the RGB to prove it. Okay. Um, currently, it's been Elden Ring, just Elden Ring, completely Ooh. full blown, and then. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of like retro stuff because I have like a whole like retro setup on this side of okay. my room. Where it's just like all this shit, which is all like PS one, PS two, and like GameCube. Respect. Even with like the old ass fucking <laughs> the, box TV. The
0: CRT. Like, okay, you're going the all CRT. You're going all okay, all old school.
1: So it's just like it's been like a lot of like Final Fantasy Seven and like Elden Ring and like Fucking I have Animal Crossing and GameCube too, but I got to start picking that up again. That's amazing. But it's mainly just been like Elden Ring and Final Fantasy 7.
0: Okay. Okay. So I'm also playing Elden Ring, but I'm, I've been so busy. I haven't picked it up in like two weeks. Uh, I'm sure my Discord's going to hear this and be really upset. But uh, uh, for you playing Elden Ring, um, what kind of build um, did you go with? Or are you playing right now?
1: Uh, I went for like a battle mage build. So I'm just doing int and like strength for the most part. But I like respect recently. So now it's just straight like in and, and like decks mainly. Mm-hmm. So it's more magey than it is like melee. But I still do melee because I hate myself. And this game punishes you for doing melee so much. Sometimes
0: Okay, and it's mainly
1: just been like a magic build for the most part.
0: And uh, I'm I have a similar build. So I'm, I'm curious you're going with decks to um, boost up your cast speed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what spells are you using? And this is why people are tuning out at this very moment. But who cares? <laughs> Elden Ring is fucking awesome. And this is for everybody who, who's playing the game, or who's interested. Uh, I, I'm here. What spells are, are you using, or which spells do you like to lean towards?
1: So I've been using fucking rock sling twenty four seven because that's that op. Shit with the fucking, <laughs> uh, I have like the I forgot what staff it is. It's like the Glenstone staff. It's like S rank intelligence, mm-hmm. or whatever. I've been using that with rock Sling because it's like kind of broken. That's really good. Magic Glimp Blade is still pretty solid, even in like mid to late game. I've been using it. Uh, I just got common Azor, but I can't use it yet. Oh, it takes too much FP.
0: Yeah,
1: it's like 60 intelligence. It's like crazy FP. And then like fucking. I have like Carpian Longsword, I think it is I have that one, too. And I definitely have more. I can't remember all the fucking spells I'm running currently, but that's like the main like four.
0: Generally. Yeah, that's like my test is. Um, I'll be like, okay, am I just gonna uh, you know cheese them out with rock sling because it does so much damage to certain enemies? And then if rock sling doesn't work, there's this skill. I'm um, I- I'm not sure you have it. It's called um Adula's Moonblade
1: yeah i need to get that yeah short. that one i don't have it yet but
0: th- that one will uh, you know clears mobs uh, pretty easy th- that's like one of my go-to's um but yeah wh- and i'm curious what level are you
1: 78.
0: okay 78 uh, yeah getting through there you know what I like about that game and and this is like you know I've played every Souls type game but I've never beaten them because I just never sat down and wanted to get good at it I, w- I would just let the frustration take over and just kind of rage uninstall and just move on but with Elden ring very user friendly uh, and I was like okay this is it um, I'm gonna buckle down and try to get good at this one and then I'll double back and beat all the games that I already own and uh, yeah, I'm definitely having a lot of fun with it. But um like I was saying, one of the things that I like with these types of games is that they're so free and you're actually able to, to kind of, you know, create your own adventure. There's no linear path that you have to follow. It's just like, all right, here you're in the world, go figure it out. And yeah, yeah and, and sometimes that way um, is like way more fun because I'm like talking because obviously it's like, it's like pop culture at this point right which is awesome because so many people um are playing it and i can talk to anybody about it and just hearing uh so many different stories about like which route they decided to take and then being able to like bond and being killed by the stupid crabs yeah, uh, <laughs> dude, those giant crabs. Because uh, they're, they're kind of unassuming. All oh, these things are just giant, dumb, and stupid, and slow. But then yeah. they'll they'll creep up on you and you know, deal some. You know, and being a mage, you, we don't have crazy armor, so we yeah. can't take we can't take too many hits. So getting wrecked by these stupid crabs—it's it, always a you know fun time to hear people's uh, you know horror stories.
1: Yeah, the crabs and the fucking giant hands. Oh, oh. oh.
0: I yeah I remember when I, I rolled up and I saw the hands I was like okay these things look just stupid they're not going to be anything but then they just they just mauled me <laughs> I was like Jesus okay I was like maybe I, I need to go gain a couple levels before I come back and yeah. instead of just trying to uh, you know rush in and uh, you know just rock sling them to death because yeah. they'll just come at you and just uh, jump you and it it, it it can be pretty frustrating but it's still pretty fun there there's been times where I. Will tell myself, okay, I should go run and pick up my runes before I die again. <laughs> and just randomly getting like one shotted and losing like over like two hundred thousand runes. You're like, geez, there's nothing I can do because you can't just yeah, quit yeah. out and reload your save. It's like, like no, it it, it, it tracked it. It's gone forever. And I got to go grind again and try to get more runes. <laughs> okay, and I, I'm curious about your fascination with Final Fantasy seven, because like that's obviously a classic. Not my favorite Final Fantasy, but I, I definitely respect it. I, I'm just curious why you're playing that one um, over the other ones right now.
1: It's just like I've only really ever dived into Final Fantasy because I used to play Kingdom Hearts a lot. Oh, great! And I was game. like, oh, this is cool. There's like Final Fantasy characters, and then I only ever really played a little bit of Final Fantasy Ten, and then like Final Fantasy Thirteen. So I was like, "Sevens like the one everybody talks about." So I'm mm-hmm. like, "Gonna try it out." I like bought it in like this PS One bundle that was really cheap, and I was like, "I'm just gonna fucking you know play it because I've never played it, even though I've seen like Cloud and Sephiroth like everywhere."
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm so glad
1: I picked it up. It's such an like amazing RPG, and I'm still on the first disc. I was, that I, game is fucking long.
0: Wait and. Uh, have you played it before or is this your first time? This is through? my
1: first time playing it.
0: Oh man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the story, okay, it it's going to get there's going to be some rough moments story-wise. Like not in a bad way but just like emotionally, okay. Yeah. Um okay. Uh, okay, so far who's your favorite character? Cuz there's a pretty big, you know, cast.
1: Yeah, I'd say Tifa's definitely up there for me. Tifa's the shit.
0: Oh, I wonder uh, why.
1: Tifa's dope. Barrett, I think his name is right, guy with the gun arm. Yes. Yeah. Barrett's the shit. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he he's just like I don't know what it is with Barrett. He's just dope. He's like, that's my guy. Like, Barrett's the shit. It's just like Barrett and Tifa. That's like the main two that I'm just like, yeah, they're the shit.
0: Okay. I, I was really into um I I am I'm, I'm kind of following. You. I, I I I don't think you've run into him yet, or maybe you have uh, Vincent. He's like dressed in red.
1: Yeah, I haven't gotten him yet, but I know of him.
0: Okay, yeah, he's he's like probably like my favorite, and then I really like uh. There, there's another character. It's a uh, uh, Kate Sith. It's like a like a little cat dude. Yeah, and, yeah a Kate fun.
1: Sith's the shit. I just got mm-hmm. Kate uh, not too long ago. Like pretty dope.
0: Yeah, but great. Yeah, you're on the first disc. You got three more to go. It's gonna. be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, you know it's funny is like. Uh, i used to play because my my cousin uh when i was younger he had a a, a playstation i had a 64. so i would have to wait until he beat like the disc before i could play so i was always like one disc behind him and that that was how i got through final fantasy 7. but yeah i'm I'm stoked for you because this story is cool a long game but it's definitely worth it because yeah for it to have like the kind of impact that it has on like that kind of culture uh, for so long and for it to even have gotten like a like a remake on PS five, it's yeah, definitely something that I think everyone who is even remotely into RPG should definitely check it out. Cause even for the time, like those those like CG cutscenes were like so amazing way back when Playstation was like out for the first time. It was just, like holy crap, these graphics are way better than Sega Saturn, fuck Sega Saturn, fuck sixty four. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> it's all about Playstation.
1: Dude, my guitar player collects for Saturn, so he's heartbroken right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. I don't know anybody who even cares about S- the Sega Saturn. But I'm so curious. That's awesome. He's
1: like the one guy who does cuz he's like a huge like Sega Sonic fan and he just like has a Saturn and like a Model 1 Genesis and,
0: like, and damn, is, is he bugging all y'all to go to see Sonic 2 in theaters.
1: Dude, I'm bugging him. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> stoked for that movie. That's That's awesome. it's going to be
0: unreal. I still have to watch the first one if I'm being honest. You know, I I had a Sega Genesis and uh, like my mom had gotten me Sonic 3 and then got like the little Knuckles adapter and I'm, I I enjoy Sonic. Sonic's uh, you know cool.
1: First movie is incredible yeah. and I have I think one of the first ones I ever played was Sonic Advance on the GBA, which I own. Hell yeah. And so sick. Such a good series. Even though Sega kind of fumbled the bag a little bit, I think they're getting their footing back.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I was always kind of curious, like, yeah, you because know, I felt like they, they kind of fell back and just became like a software developer instead of dealing with the hardware. Like, I was a huge fan of them. Um, I, I don't know if you remember their uh, the Sega Game Gear, like their handheld yeah. system back in the day. I used to play um, Shining Force, like you know, some like you know, tactics RPG on that back in the day. Ninja Gaiden, um, I, I was a fan of their stuff. Um, and then, the, and then you think, jump forward to Sega Dreamcast, that shit was advanced. Like, wh- I think that's where they shot themselves in the foot, right? They're like, all right, like, we're just gonna ha- have this badass system, but it was just, Ahead of its time, people were like, What the hell? Like, you can go online with it, play a fantasy star online, uh, and then even like graphics playing crazy taxi, Soul caliber Um, it, yeah, god, what a you, your guitar should be collecting Dreamcast, not Sega Saturn. He also collects <laughs> <Dreamcast>. <laughs> okay, he, all right. like, he
1: has like fucking like, he's like the most cracked person at fucking Soul caliber because he has Soul Cal one, okay, insane at that, that game. He has like ill bleed, like, in like fucking. He has the berserk game too for dreamcast which is like unreal that's but crazy he's like a big sega guy like he has a bunch of Dreamcast, cash a bunch of like
0: okay now i I, I, res- uh, I respect your guitar player i used to think he was weird for collecting sega saturn but knowing that there's the dreamcast love too okay we're, mad respect <laughs> yeah think about it, yeah that that system like i never owned one i was uh uh i begged my mom for uh because like I, I had a, a, a playstation I, I eventually got my own playstation mm-hmm. and then got rid of my 64 uh, but i wasn't like m- my family wasn't rich growing up so i had to like beg and my mom like pre-ordered my ps2 like two years before it's software etc before GameStop was around mm-hmm. and uh I, I couldn't ask for a dreamcast because that was there's no way that was happening because i had just got the ps2 um, which i was happy with i i, I love that ps2
1: yeah dreamcast was it just came out the wrong time it just came out the wrong time and then PS2 is incredible. The one that I have currently is my childhood one that I got,
0: and it still works. I
1: don't even remember. Yeah, surprisingly, because like I just kept it in storage for so long mm-hmm. because I stopped playing it after a certain point, and then I brought it back out, opened it, and just dusted it, and then it, it fucking works perfectly.
0: Yeah, you know, I'd got lucky. Um, so my original PS2, the laser just kind of gave out. Like it would just just would not read anything, and. I, had this buddy, I'm, I'm still friends with him to this day. shout out to my, my buddy Jarvis. Uh, he, uh, was just balling out of control and he was like, Hey, I know you really want a a, a PS two. I have one, just take it. And we were like in, like, I think probably just started high school. And cause like he was getting into like fashion and, uh, more girls i was still like a little uh, you know nerdy back then and i was like all right if if you're trying to give me a free ps2 I, i will take it and uh yeah he he never asked for a bag i I saw him last year um surprisingly at the, the GameStop back home where I used to live and he, he to this day he's never asked for me or, or asked for his p s two back I don't have it anymore but <laughs> but thank you Jarvis for letting me have your p s two yeah I, I it was weird, but um he didn't want it, and he just offered it to me as uh, you know very kind person so i i definitely uh, uh, appreciate that
1: oh yeah, that's so fucking sick
0: yeah I will never stop playing video games they're 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 so fun and my, my new thing is i like like 100 of the games that i own now are on steam i'm like 100 digital like nothing physical um and i just love buying games on sale <laughs> i have so like if people knew the amount of games that i have on my computer that i've never even played just bought them because they were on sale and i was like okay one day i'll get to it but there's i don't even know if there's going to be that day because there's just Mountains of good shit coming out that I'm actually putting my time into. So, yeah. like, the off chance that I actually dive back, it, it's going to be really rare.
1: I feel that hard. That's me with fucking Dead Space and like a, <laughs> just a bunch of other shit I've gotten on Dude, Steam sales. They're yeah. too good.
0: Yeah. De- Dead Space good. is awesome. You know, I, I was just talking uh, to my buddy Nate about Dead Space. That was the first game that I actually paid for dlc and felt super stoked on because like uh, dead space came out and you're able to buy like this like this new costume set and like a different gun uh which like didn't really improve your stats or skills it was just like all like aesthetics but just to be able to walk around with this different suit it was fucking cool and i i love dead space like the original's cool second one's cool third one's okay and i'm curious about what the remake is going to be uh so should be good, and I'm I'm happy that you mentioned Dead Space because I'm not sure if people actually uh, realize how awesome that series is. If you're not familiar, you like horror games, you like you know Resident Evil style stuff, go play Dead Space.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Well, that's awesome. I, I, did, I and I'm happy that you're a gamer too. Because if you if you're just gonna talk to me about some random like RGB stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but last thing on on video games, I've been really into TikTok. Go follow my TikTok. We're posting uh, podcast stuff. There's gonna be clips from this episode on the TikTok. But watching TikTok, it's been. Make me want to play valorant again which i haven't played in in ages because i sucked the community's kind of toxic but uh, watching people on TikTok tock made me want to play so i um uh i updated my valorant and i i will be playing soon but you you gave it a thumbs down I'm, I'm curious
1: not a fan <laughs>
0: <laughs> no for sure i
1: don't know i valorant like I don't know, maybe it's just cuz I played Overwatch for so long. Oh wow, okay. And like Overwatch like kind of tainted my view cuz that game just got so insanely bad over the years. That I was like, okay, Valorant like mm-hmm, just hands off. But then again, I played Dead by Daylight, which is like the most toxic game like ever currently. So.
0: Jeez. Hey, wait, will you be back for Overwatch 2?
1: Uh pro, mm, I don't know. That's It depends. It depends how Blizzard decides to fucking go about with that game. Probably not, though. Probably not.
0: Okay. I I never got into Overwatch just because I was like just playing other things at the same time. But, you know, I I was aware of it. Like, I played the beta. It was chill. Um, I I really like tracer. That was my tracer. And then uh, uh, Farrah was that the girl with the rocket launcher? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are the two.
1: Farah and Chunk So, okay, Farah.
0: Yeah, and you know, <laughs> okay. And just going back to, to to the beta, I would play Pharaoh like I was playing like Unreal Tournament. So I would just you know just run around, and just be preemptive firing that rocket and just trying to kill mm-hmm. people. Um, but interesting, Overwatch. Okay, well, damn, Alfredo, this has been awesome.
1: Oh yeah, this shit's sick. I always love talking about fucking games. I never get to talk about them
0: enough. And before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say or shout out?
1: Um, shout out Massachusetts. Shout out fucking hardcore because currently it's in a crazy state. We have really good fucking bands coming out. Fucking shout out to Since My Beloved from Texas, uh, Despise from Scotland, uh, Shortest Life from here, C Four from here. Fucking just incredible bands, and yeah. That's pretty much it. Go vegetarian, go vegan.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll be back soon. Goodbye.